Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about the Mi'kmaq people and the Halibu First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler. We're talking redfish this week with Bill Barry, CEO of the Barry Group, which is working with the Halibu First Nation to secure a quota in an emerging fishery that will have a major impact in the Bay of Islands and other Mi'kmaq communities on the West Coast. Preliminary processing starts in Banwas Cove in October. But first, a couple of notes about developing stories. Greg Janes and a group of retired Armed Forces veterans will meet with Veterans Affairs Minister Seamus O'Regan in St. John's this coming Thursday afternoon regarding veterans denied status because they were serving their country elsewhere in the world. They'll be joined by the Deputy Minister of Crown Indigenous Relations. We'll try and get an update for you after the meeting. Redfish, or ocean perch as it's also known. There was a significant redfish fishery on the west coast decades ago But then the stocks collapsed, and that was that. But redfish have rebounded in numbers that may be 10 times as large as they were back then. Federal policy is now to involve First Nations in the development of emerging fisheries. On the West Coast, that's the Halibu Band. A little over a year ago, there was a splashy announcement in Benoist Cove about an agreement between Halibu and the Berry Group to get part of the total redfish quota. We haven't heard much since then. But things have been happening behind the scenes, and redfish will be processed in Benoist Cove starting in October this year as part of a test fishery to determine how big and in what quantities redfish are in the Gulf of St. Lawrence. Bill Barry, CEO of the Barry Group, tells me he's been investing in equipment and getting ready for preliminary redfish processing. I asked him about timelines and about how he sees the financial arrangement with Halibu developing. We have three very strong year classes, uh, you know, coming into that stock. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, those year classes are going to have a f- create a fishable biomass in, in the Gulf in what's described as Unit 1 uh, over the next two, three years of about 5 million tons. And to put that in, in some type of context, if you looked at historically in the Gulf, I think the late 1950s was the largest uh, redfish uh, stock that we've had in the Gulf. And it was... Probably the fishable biomass was maybe a half a million tons. So, so this stock is, is actually 10 times uh, as large as we've ever seen in the Gulf before. So that provides, you know, a great fishing and economic opportunity for somebody in the Gulf of St. Lawrence. Uh, so, you know, as part of the, you know, First Nations policy of the federal government, there's a, there's a, um, a recognition that new and emerging fisheries, and this really is a new and emerging fishery because there's almost been no red fishery for the last 25 years that, you know, First Nation partners are an important part of that vis-a-vis the reconciliation process that government has in Canada vis-a-vis First Nations, which is really, you know, the reconciliation is really a a rebalancing of the relationship between First Nations and, and the federal government. This will be a good time to uh, explain what the relationship between Barrier Group and, and uh, Halibu would be. I understand the major component is that they will get a uh, a royalty so much per every 
pound that comes over the side of the of the boat. Yeah. Well, well, well. I'll I'll come to that, but it it's it it starts. It's a lot deeper than that. I mean, uh, you know, like we we don't view Halibut as as a, as a crowd of people that that came from Mars. I mean, Halibut are our relatives. They're our family. They're our neighbors. They're they're our employees. They're our fishers. So, you know, you look at the west coast of Newfoundland, there's about 20% of the population here that are hollow, and probably another 50% of the population here that are, that are, you know, that express themselves, even though they're not accepted under the criteria as hollow, certainly feel they have, uh, you know, ancestral and indigenous relationships, and, and very strongly about that. So, you know, when I, when I think about, you know, hollow, I think about, you know, family connections to, my own family connections to, uh, indigenous people. I look at the employees in Barry Group and in Allen's Fisheries and, and where we operate in the Bay of Islands and west coast of Newfoundland. And, and we, we have at least in all of our jurisdictions, whether it's in our processing plants or on our vessels, uh, you know, more than 50% of the people are, are members of Halibut. So this is not a, this is not an abstract thing for us. This is a real conversational thing that, that you talk about in, in Tim Hortons, or you're, if you're having a glass of wine on a Friday night, you're sitting around a table, and and people are talking about the history of this area, which honestly, uh, Halibut has provided that platform, which really never ever existed before. Um, so, you, you know, I, I, I could I could actually <laughs> speak on this for a long time because it, it's a very live a live animal, you know. Let's bring it back to the to the redfish. Your project will be in Benoist Cove, Burgio, and Port of Basque. It's more generic than that. It'll it'll have an impact on people. It'll have an impact on people all along the west coast of Newfoundland because the fishers really exist from Anchor Anchor Point to Port of Basque. Uh, and you know not only Benoist Cove, but you know we have plants in the Bay of Islands in, in Cox's Cove and Curling that have a lot of Halibut members. And, and I'm sure. So you, so you would see the processing happening not only in your. I understand you you plan to build a new. Facility well, in Benoit's Cove, but you think well, the processing might happen um, in, in other locations in, also. That's correct, because the size of this resource and the amount of fish that will be landed, you won't you won't be able to process it in one location. We've invested now uh, so far because we're 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 at the beginnings of an experimental fishery now that we're participating with the FFAW, and that starts in October and November this year, and March and February of 2019. And so we've basically got around a thousand tons of perch to fish between those two specific areas, doing a lot of scientific work for DFO on sizes and, and distribution and whatever. And so we've already we've been working at a breakneck pace at, at Allen's plant in Bellas Cove, really gearing up a perch plant uh, to have it ready for October one. And so we purchased, you know, two new pumping systems, uh, <laughs> uh, six, uh, you know, Bader 153 machines. Uh, we've 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 rejigged the whole part of the plant. We've had a crew of people working on it, basically, uh, you know. Have you had to hire extra people in Benoist Cove to do some of that work? Well, there are existing staff, but but there's a, there's <laughs> it's created a lot more work. And and yes, there's certainly been other people uh, working on it that otherwise wouldn't have. But you know, this is we we're we're basically putting a red. There there used to be a, a you know a dozen redfish plants. I'm going back 25 years ago, and and those redfish plants are are all gone now. So we've got to not only reconstitute the uh, the facility, but it's the training of the people, and it's the reopening our market. It's it's the branding. It's how we're going to distribute this product. It's how we're going to re-enter into the U.S. on the fresh. Uh, perch fillet side, which which our family has been involved with, where you know for 
for literally for decades. But you know, we want to look at a uh, you know how we're going to distribute and a, and also uh, you know a Hollowbull branding First Nation product, which we think will be we'll 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 have areas in the U.S. market that'll be very receptive to that, right? So just so just on the processing plants then. So if um, it sounds like you need uh, specific equipment to to process redfish, and would you have that at a plant like in Cox's Cove? Or would you have to have uh, uh, a special operation the, the, of the sort you're putting in uh, in Benoit's Cove for the? For well, the right now Benoit's Cove in in the initial phase of this because we're probably then we're probably looking at another two or three years before the whole stock is open up uh, in terms of in terms of being a completely active fishery because the size of the fish now are probably in general terms between 15 and 17 centimeters so you got mostly smaller perch and you really want ideally the fish to be above 22 centimeters ideally 23 centimeters to be really uh, have a, a better market value both for fishermen and for the processor so we're probably two years out before you have a completely open fishery in the meantime we're doing a whole lot of experimental work we're preparing the Allen's plant. We'll be ready October 1 to start processing perch. So we'll begin processing perch only like six weeks from now. Yes. So and what, what's going to happen in um, in Burju and, and Port of Basque? Well, the, the, the conjury is still out on Port of Basque yet because, you know, we, we just want to see how the announcements are going to come about the, what the quotas will actually be. But, I mean, there's certainly potentially is an opportunity for us to do something in Port of Basque because, you know, that's one of the areas that, uh, in the winter time, where we'll be unloading fish, and uh, you know, in Burjo, uh, you know, we, we're certainly uh, we have been, and we're continuing to expand our our fish meal and oil operation there because you know we're going to have a lot more uh, waste product from the perch fishery and to is, deal and, with. And is that plant in Burjo? Does does it is it operating now? Because I know you had a plant down there some years ago. And that that, it was, that it was shut down. So the, the plant the plant in Burjo has been in continuous operation for the last dozen years, and actually in the last five years we've invested probably a little bit over four million dollars in Burjo and upgrades and so equipment, and 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 we and we need to do more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now you raise uh, an issue uh, about the the timing. So you're making these investments, and you're going to have this um, this experimental fishery, but we're still waiting for. Uh, the awarding of the quota from DFO, and that might uh, that might take some time. What 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 is the time frame of that? Uh, the fish had to, know, get to get a, to get a bit bigger before they're fished in a, in a serious way. Yeah, I, I guess you know, Glenn. Uh, nobody can give you a hundred percent for certain answer to that. However, our expectations will be that the, the the usual traditional fishers that fish this, which is the inshore otter trawl fleet in the Gulf of St. Lawrence, particularly on the west coast of Newfoundland, the less than 65-foot vessels, our expectation is that they will be the guys that will fish it. Uh, they will be, they, they are the license holders. They have the, they have the license for the less than 65-footers uh, that will participate in this fishery. And, you know, and we also believe that they all will have individual quotas that they will be able to harvest. But, you know, in recognition of government's policy of emerging fisheries and, uh, you know, and, and the process of reconciliation vis-a-vis First Nations, we have an expectation that Halibu, uh being in, I guess, very close jurisdiction to this perch resource, having traditional fishers that have fish perch, having plant operations where more than 50% of the employees in the plant are all halibu, 
Uh, you know, there is certainly an, a very strong expectation in our region that Halibut is going to receive some, you know, fairly significant share 20, of. Twenty-five percent is what. Is what but we, put there, the, 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 you know, uh, yeah, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even like discuss what what's put out there. But I mean, there's on, ongoing negotiations with the federal government, and and I, I believe there's some traction being made. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, I believe that. Halibut's access and the other fishers on the west coast of Newfoundland are going to create a real economic driver and opportunity for all of the west coast of Newfoundland, not only for Halibut members, but for, for, for people that operate in gas stations and people that drive yeah. trucks and people that are making packs. I mean, this is going to be an economic driver. It's purchased a long-lived uh, species. And, you know, the fact that, I mean, my family, who've been connected with the perch fishery for over 80 years, that we're prepared to invest millions of dollars yes, on, the, on the front end of this. I mean, that's, that's not the government doing it. That's us doing it. Yes, I mean, we, we, we got a fair amount of confidence. We got a, we got a lot of confidence in the resource. You're putting up, you're putting up your money. So that, that shows, yeah. so that's yeah. confidence. So yeah. in, in these discussions with the, with the feds, uh, who is yeah. going to those meetings? Is that, is that bear group going or do you bring someone from Halibut or how do those, how are those discussions on? So, so so far the discussions between you know vis-a-vis resource access they've mostly been directly directed uh, between Halibut and and federal officials themselves uh, we have an ad- advisory process because of our joint fisheries cooperation and development agreement with, with Halibut where we're you know where we're we're immersed in those discussions with Halibut both on the scenes and behind the scenes so you know cuz i mean obviously we 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 have, uh, yeah, we're investing a lot of money, and we have strong aspirations where not only we want this to go, but where we think it should go to be the greatest benefit for this area, right? And, and of course, we have a, a new minister now who's from uh, BC, who's probably reading his briefing books and is reading about uh, the Gulf uh, perch uh, uh, quota for the first time. Are your meetings with uh, at the at the staff level, and perhaps that change in minister doesn't hasn't affected you on the on the redfish front that much? Well, well, there are there there have been continual meetings, uh, you know, at the staff of the minister's uh, office, and you know now that the minister has has changed, uh, you know, one one good signal that took place. I mean, it's only last week that the minister was in St. John's and had a meeting with you know several of his officials here, as well as uh, you know uh, members of uh, of Halibut and, and some other uh, groups, and uh, you know I, I think the takeaway from that. Is this that was really his? I'm going to call it first week on the job, and he certainly made a, a cross country tour. And my understanding is that you know that, that a good chunk of that tour, he did have discussions with uh, you know First Nation groups and talked about the reconciliation process. Uh, so you know you'd have to believe that that's a uh, that's a signal that still coincides with government policy. And uh, yeah, it, it it doesn't do anything other than encourage us. That the path that we're going down is is going to work out really well for the West Coast of Newfoundland. So and so, whatever the arrangement that you have with uh, with Halibut is, is that something that you talk about with the with the DFO staff, or is that between you and Halibut to work out to what what the yeah. what the financial arrangement between between you and the band would be? Because they they will get they because of they are a first nation yep. band they will uh they will own uh, a certain portion of the quota 25% or whatever it turns out to be yep. between Barry group and and Halibut they will i understand there might be various components they will get a certain uh price per pound for whatever comes over the side there'll be some um uh job uh, 
some, uh, I don't know what we would describe them because it's kind of a sensitive matter, but we know that we're thinking that some so many halibut members will will work in the in the processing plants. Yeah, which which is which is an easy one here, Glenn, because the processing plants are full of halibut members. Do you do you ask to see their cards, or they tell you they're halibut, or how do you? Uh, yeah, like, is there official any official? Well, but, but Glenn, you don't you don't need that here. Everybody knows the families that have been recognized, and and that's that's not a that's not a one hundred percent identity. But uh, I, yeah, and uh, I mean, I was on one of our boats last week on the South Coast, and I was just talking to different guys, and you know, we were just sitting down having a conversation over a meal and uh and i mean this is one of our vessels and and i didn't say each one of them you know uh, are you a member are you a member but i i know that you know there are eight guys aboard the boat I, at least seven out of eight seven out of eight are members right so this this is not the this is not kind of a mystery thing because everybody knows the traditional families that were here and everybody knows the ones that have uh, you know certainly that that 100 percent pretty well have uh, indigenous roots, and then, then there is a gray area of people that you know may be in and may be out, but but you know it's it's it's, it's relatively clear for people right. that so live there. You're not there. expecting to have to have some elaborate uh, no. uh, system to find out who's who. And in terms of the of the financial arrangement with Halibut, is that is that been worked out? Do you have you decided with them what the um, we, we, what the numbers are? Yeah, we we have a we have basically. Uh, a broad concept of what we're doing in terms of uh royalty on uh, on landings um, um, um first nation branding uh so you know a, a royalty on sales of first nation branded perch product and but you know the, the the details of that are not completely finished yet they're structured inside of our fisheries corporation and development agreement but you know until we actually know what the numbers are you know we require a little bit of certainty from the federal government when they finally make their announcement in terms of what these numbers are. But, you know, those details will be, they'll certainly be available for Hollywood to discuss with anybody if they so feel or for us. But at this point in time, it's a little bit premature to do that. I see. I, I suppose you, you need to know how much the, how big the quota is to know what the, what the cost, uh, what the share is because the, the more, the bigger the quota, I suppose the more you can share because of volume and efficiencies and all that. Yeah, that's totally correct. I mean, we're, we're looking in a little bit of a black hole right now and, and, and there's a, there's a ray of sunshine in the middle of that, that, that we see, we see an enormous opportunity for, you know, for, for the West Coast of Newfoundland. But, but, even, but even when I talk about the West Coast of Newfoundland, I mean, you know, our fishery cooperation and development agreement with Hollywood, it, it, it's, it's more than the West Coast. It's also the Northeast Coast of Newfoundland because, you know, the, there's members, like I say, from Flat Bay to Gander Bay. And, you know, we're, we're looking at things that we can do in other emerging fisheries that will, you know, will benefit people in the other, in the other areas as well, right? Hmm. So what, uh, what do you think will be the total uh, employment impact of, uh, of things, uh, if, if, if they unfold as we think the, they will? The, do you know, uh, and, and I mean, I could say to you, there's going to be a, a thousand new jobs. Well, that wouldn't be true, but I can tell you what will happen. There'll be a thousand people uh, that will be impacted on this that will that will have more gainful employment and more income and more hours worked and more stability for income for their families all over the West Coast of Newfoundland. Inclu specifically including the Bay of Islands. So what this is going to do, it's going to be an economic driver for people's lives and for families and for the whole region. 
and that'll and 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 that's, that's something that we can look forward to for the next three decades. Yes. It's a big it's a big deal. Yes. Uh, let me ask you one more thing, uh, Bill, which is <clears throat> we hear uh, described in some of the reports that it's a there's a 35 year stock out there of redfish and uh, yeah. So does that uh, is does does that sort of indicate a thinking that uh, we're gonna we're gonna fish them out? So after 35 years, no, of, of no, yeah, Glenn. Obviously, obviously, I mean, federal federal fisheries has a very you know Canada has a very conservative uh, regime and very conservative policies in terms of fisheries management. So when when I look at it, when you look at the fish that are in the ocean right now. You can say that some of these fish are still going to be around in 35 years because they're very slow-growing fish. But obviously, the expectation would be there's a lot of things happening in the in the water environment that are very positive for fish growth in the Gulf of St. Lawrence now. So the only way you would say you would fish them out after 35 or 40 years, that's if there was never any more recruitment in the next 35 or 40 years. Mm. But we certainly expect that that will happen uh, because – you know these things. These things do happen, and and the, the perch will keep having their young. And as long as it's managed properly, you know, uh, this is something that we have, you know, huge expectations that'll go on for, you know, a long, long time. And and we're making investments on that basis. Bill Barry, CEO of the Barry Group. And that's it for the show. Allison Baker is the technical producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Celebration time used with the permission of Mi'kmaq artist Marcus Goss. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, listen to Mi'kmaq Matters on Bay of Islands Radio, and Norris Point and Rocky Harbor. Tune in on The Voice of Bombay and in St. John's. Catch us on CHMR. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Till next time.